Alright everyone, it's time for another episode of the Ice Cold Takes Podcast. Our special guest this week is none other than myself, and I'll answer some of your questions about the Rangers as well as dissect Braden Schneider's first NHL game. Let's get right into it. So not even a full game into his young NHL career did it take for Braden Schneider to prove that he's immediately better than Jared Tenorti, Libor Hayek, and Patrick Nemeth as our team's six defensemen. He's way better than those guys already. I know he's young. I know it was his first game. But he played so damn well in his first game that it just... He earned himself another start. And you know what? Just keep him up for the rest of the season. Screw it. I don't even care that Zach Jones and Nils Lundqvist got sent down to the AHL. I really don't care. Braden Schneider seems like he's the real deal. As Bay Shesty put it, he's the truth. That's right. Braden Schneider, what a game. Solid on defense in his first game against the San Jose Sharks. And the icing on the cake, as Val Kett said in the, the post game, his first NHL goal. He did not need to score that, but he did. It was just incredible. And Ryan Strom, once again, being the guy to set up someone's first NHL goal. It seems to be the theme with him. That and uh, missing wide open nets, of course. But, I mean... That's besides the point. The point is, Brayden Schneider, what a what a great start to his young NHL career. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying, like, okay, the Rangers are so struggle are so struck by the COVID injury, the COVID bug, right? So many players out with injury. Lafreniere was out. Shesterkin was out. We had Panarin out. We had Rooney out for a while. Barkley Goudreau's out on, on, on uh, COVID protocol. But if you take a look at other teams like the Islanders, that team was decimated, absolutely destroyed by COVID, and they still had to play games sometimes. I don't see it as as a as a as a bad thing. I see it as an opportunity, an opportunity for our younger guys to step up and to to perform, right? So this is the chance for for guys like Heedle um Lafreniere before he was on COVID to step up and you know earn that ice time that they so want uh, to have in their in their young NHL careers. This is what we want from them. Hedl is now playing on a line with Panarin and Strom on the right wing, and you know he looked all right in his first game. But this is what we need. We need him to to capitalize on this to prove to us that he is talented, right? So we want to see this these players grow and this is the opportunity that they're given. It's not the opportunity that we want given the circumstances. Of course, we don't want anyone to get hurt, but they have the opportunity right now. They should take it and run with it. And that's exactly what Braden Schneider did last night. And that's why I'm so happy. I was so excited watching this kid play. I was actually screaming and my mom texted me and she was asking, is everything all right? Is everything all right? I was like, it's fine. It's fine. The Rangers just scored. I had to explain to her, you know, Braden Schneider scored his first NHL goal. Like, yeah, very exciting. And they played damn well, too. Like, I mean, this road trip so far has been iffy on and off. Against Vegas, terrible performance. Against Anaheim, might have been the best defensive performance of the season. Then against LA, lackluster performance. Couldn't get anything going at 5v5. 
at all. And I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then against San Jose, we bounce back. Shesterkin comes back from COVID protocol, and he gets a shutout. That's two shutouts in a row for Shesterkin. Like he did not miss a beat whatsoever. Man, the Rangers are at the top of their game when all this stuff is clicking. When Shesterkin is back, when our defense is solid, and when all all four lines are rolling, we may not be at full strength. But the way the Rangers played against San Jose, man, that's a scary team even if it's just not at full strength right now. I want to see this style, whatever the Rangers played against San Jose, I want to see that continue. Whatever they played with against um, Anaheim, they need to keep that going. It needs to be consistency. And for the most part, I think this year, I'd give if I had to give a grade on consistency, I'd give it a B. The Rangers have been pretty good so far this season. We've won against lottery teams yeah and we've picked up some wins against uh the playoff teams uh by result of power play success but i want to see 5v5 success now i want to see our our top lines panarin uh, strom whoever's on the right wing i want to see mika and Kreider get it done on at 5v5 instead of just on the power play kako needs to step it up lafreniere when he comes back he needs to step it up i want to see these guys can perform at a consistent basis this is what we need. This is what we need to be to stay at the top of our division and possibly the top of the league. Um, we have some. We've played more games than other teams, I believe, and um, but we're still we're at the top of the division right now, which is great. I don't expect us to stay there by the end of the season, but I like where things are headed so far. Moving on from that, we have Chris Kreider, man. Has he played outstanding this season? What a complete... He's a completely different player this year than he has been in previous seasons. The most consistent he's ever been by far in his career. He's already at 22 goals. He just cracked 200 career goals in his career against San Jose. He got a shorthanded goal, the first of his career. And he got an empty net goal. That was number 200 for him. He's just, like, outstanding. Completely different this year. And... What I mean by completely different is, okay, he's on the penalty kill. He's using that speed to his advantage, and he's blocking shots and stuff, right? He's putting his body on the line. That's something a captain does. You know who that reminds me of? One of my favorite players, Ryan Callahan. That's right. Chris Kreider reminds me of Ryan Callahan, the way he's playing right now, and I am here for it. I would love to see that continue. I want to see Kreider crack 30 goals, and I want to see him become the captain, the leader of this team. By next year, mark my words, Chris Kreider should be captain. He should be captain of this of this New York Rangers squad. That is the ice cold take of the week right there. To add to the comparison that Kreider is like Callahan, let's consider the fact that Callahan scored most of his goals in front of the net, whether it's at even strength or on the power play. And that is exactly where Kreider gets most of his power play goals. All of his power play goals are in front of the net on deflections. He's got like 12 power play goals or something like that this season. It's insane. He's the best net front presence in the league. He's just in, in, incredible. Incredible. I love what I'm seeing from Kreider. I asked this year, before the season started, if Kreider's going to be captain, I need consistency. And he has demonstrated exactly that since the drop of the puck in the very first game of the season consistency the entire year so far i need to see this keep going i need to see him crack 30 goals and you know 
the money he's making, he's damn well worth it if this is how he's going to keep playing for the rest of his contract. I will have less of a problem with it. We'll find a way to circle or to move around the cap space, the cap issues. We'll find a way. I always had a problem with Truba's deal. Truba is playing great this year too. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. Don't worry about it. Don't be, still just give the give the Rangers time. We'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. I have hope. I have faith that they'll figure it out. I know trading Booch sucked, and it doesn't help that Sammy Blay is out for the season with an ACL tear. But I think the Rangers are are still good. I think they'll be fine, even with a lack of production at even strength and a hole on the right wing on the second line or whatever the whatever line you want to call it with Panarin and Strom. If Kravtsov were here, plug him in there. As Statboy Steven said last week, Kravtsov would be the best trade deadline acquisition for the Rangers. I don't think we need to make any moves. Some people are talking about, you know, whether weighing their options of whether we should go for it, get a rental. Don't do it. Don't do it. Team's young, still building. We're not going to be a cup. We're not going to be competing for the cup by the end of the year. We're a good team. I like it. But let this be a building year. Let this be the year where we make the playoffs. The boys get experience, and then next year we come back stronger, hungry. We finish at the top of the division, and then we get into the playoffs, and we're ready to be that cup contender. I want Lafreniere and Kako to step it up. That's what we need. We need those guys to to step it up and get uh, points for themselves. Need to break the 40, 50-point plateau and start breaking out. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think guys with guys like Kreider at the front, if he's named captain, a whole lot's going to change. Also, to add on to Kreider, he was just named to the All-Star game, as well as Adam Fox, his teammate. So two Rangers going to be representing the team at the All-Star game in Las Vegas. But there was a bit of controversy around the league in terms of snubs. Um, Nazem Kadri from the Avalanche was notably snubbed. And from the Rangers side, we have Artemi Panarin and Igor Shosturkin, who is clearly the best goalie in the Metropolitan Division. I have no idea how he did not make the play uh, the All-Star game. I don't understand. I don't get it. Actually, you know what? I kind of get it. The way the rules are stated is that every team must have a participant in the All-Star game. And as Nathan McKinnon said, it's an All-Star game, not a participation trophy. And you're damn right, Nathan McKinnon. Man, that is a damn good quote. It's an all-star game, not a participation trophy. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Man, just send Panarin and Chesterk in there because they're better than all the other scrubs that that are sent there that uh, just need to be sent there just because they need to have a, a representative for the team. Who's who's there for Buffalo? Probably like Gergensons or something like that. I don't know. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, wait, never mind. 
It's not Gergensen's. It's Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah, the guy that went off sides and cost the Sabres a game against the Rangers. That's the guy that went to the All-Star game for Buffalo. But, again, you don't need a representative from every single team. I get that. Yeah, you fans that watch the game, they want to see a player from their team represented. And, you know, it sucks when it's like when, you know, everybody else's player is there but not your player. But it should be the it really should be the best players to make it. That's what makes the All Star game special. Like if you're named to the All Star team, that's what makes it special. You're not there just because you're the de facto representative. You're the only one uh you're the only one qualified enough to make it to the team. Make it from your team to the All Star team. Right? That's not if you market it as that it doesn't sound as good if you make the all-star team that means you're pretty damn good and to me that's what Panarin and Shesterkin were and that's why I think they were snubbed and that also answers one of our questions from uh NYR10 on Twitter what are your thoughts on Igor and Panarin not making the team there you go there's my thoughts I think they got snubbed and I think it's a bullshit strategy a bullshit um format for how they do the all-star game and what else is new nhl is the best sport but the worst league it's nothing new um this is the same same deal as we've always seen moving on to our last question of the day we have a question from the man himself Cranjus, who i am Gonna try really hard to get on the podcast. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get him after we get Don LaGreca on the podcast, which is supposed to come next week. Spoiler alert. Yes, Don LaGreca, the one and only. We're supposed to be getting him on. But anyways, here we go with this question from Cranges. Start, bench, cut. Nils, Schneider, Zach Jones. This is a tough one. Damn. I've only seen one game of Braden Schneider. Zach Jones looked pretty good in his cup of coffee this season, and he looked good last season at the end. And then Nils Lundqvist, I love him on the power play. I love Nils Lundqvist on the power play. This is a really tough question. I mean, Nils um, certainly had his struggles, I'd say. Um, don't kill me, Stat Boy Steven, if you're listening. I love, I love all these players. And I know you love Lundqvist, but I mean, from what I saw, I saw a little bit of struggle from from Nils. Couldn't seem to get it going, like the breakout passes from his own end. Maybe he's just adjusting to the NHL. I'm not saying he won't fix it. I I have hope that he will fix it. Um, Braden Schneider looked great in his first first game. I'd start him. I'd start Braden Schneider as of right now, as of Friday. January 14th, 2022, I would start Braden Schneider over these two other players. I would bench Zach Jones, and I would cut Nils Lundqvist. Yeah, that is tough. That is tough. Last thing I'm going to talk about for this episode is the Rangers' lack of production at even strength or on 5v5. It's been a big problem all season. You saw it against the, the Kings. We saw it against the Golden Knights. The Rangers just have a huge, huge problem entering the zone and sustaining offensive pressure if they do get into the zone. The Rangers are built with a lot of skill. You see it up and down the, ro- the lineup. We have Panarin, 
Strom, Kreider, Zabanejad, Kako, Lafreniere, Hedl, all these guys have talent and skill. And they should not have to resort to dumping and chasing the puck in to enter the offensive zone. They should be able to make a move at the blue line and get around the trap. I'm sorry. They're skilled enough to do that. You need you need speed, a lot of speed if you're going to if you're going to win with dump and chase style. The 2012, the 2013-14 teams, those were the teams that had speed. We had guys like Haglin on that team. We had in in other years we also had Michael Grabner, not on the same team. Fast, we had fast players. Zuccarello was fast. We had uh, Nash who used his body. Kreider, fast as hell. All these fast players. Jesper Fast. It worked to our style of play, and that's why we were so successful. In the finals, we went up against a, a bigger team that was slower, and that's what got the upper end on us. And that's We, we ended up trading Haglin for Emerson Edom, so we traded speed for size to try and embody more of that Western Conference style of play. Well, we have... I wouldn't say as much speed. I haven't seen the high-end speed of this team. I haven't seen, you know, Zabanjad skate from end-to-end, you know, necessarily do it purposefully because he's so skilled. You know what I mean? I think he's he's one player who's able to make an entrance to the offensive zone without having to dump the puck in. And, you know, that bothers me when, you know, your team struggles to enter the the zone and not get any pressure at all that's that's just that's when hockey seems like it's you're watching paint dry when your team is unable to get any offensive pressure and it's just like the other team is tilting the ice in your your zone i hate that feeling the ice tilt i hate it hate that feeling so much with this amount of talent we should have no problem entering the offensive zone yet we have such a huge problem entering it and if you take a stopwatch, as Stat Boy Steven suggested last week, if you take a stopwatch and on any like random shift in the offensive zone for the Rangers, it'd be lucky if they if it lasted more than ten seconds. Like honestly, uh, they'll make a couple good passes here and there, and then the other team will make a a decent defensive play, I guess, and then clear the zone. There shouldn't be any problem with that. We can't just keep relying on Fox and Panarin to 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 get us in the zone and to set up the plays, right? Someone else has to step up. This is where Kako and Lafreniere need to 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 sh- spread their wings a little bit and, you know, use some of that skill that was marketed when we drafted them, when they came out of their draft class, that high-end skill that we so desperately desired. This is what makes Stanley Cup teams like the best teams. That's why every Stanley Cup winning team has had it like a top 5 pick. They have these guys that are so skilled and talented that are the difference makers. That's what we need. We need those guys to show up. We need to create more offensive zone chances. There's a lot of chances against us. There's not enough chances for. When we do have chances, you know what we do? We pass the puck. Pass it up because we're too unselfish. That is a problem, and I think that needs to be addressed. It's always been a problem with this team. It doesn't matter if it was David Quinn, Alain Vigneault, John Tortorella even, or uh, Gerard Gallant. It's, it's always been a problem, and it needs to be fixed one way or another. Eventually, it needs to be fixed. I don't know what needs to be said to these people, to these players, but someone's got to shoot the puck, someone's got to enter the zone, and we got to get some 5v5 production in because we can't just keep relying on our power play, and I can't believe I just said that. 
Our power play is the best it's ever been. I've ever seen it. Always used to suck. Always, always used to suck, the power play. And now, all of a sudden, because we have Panarin and Fox on the same unit, and Kreider and Zibanejad, yeah, it's a damn good power play unit. But we need to step up. That's great and all, but we need to step up our even strength play. I sound like an analyst. Our expected goals for need to go way up. It needs to. We need dark blue. Dark, dark blue. Not light blue. Dark blue. No reds. No light reds. None of that. No evens. No, no zeros. I want, I want the bars to be as high up as possible. I don't even know what the numbers represent. I don't know how it's tracked, but just get it up there. Make your Corsi 4 astronomical. Do it. And that about does it for us here on the Ice Cold Takes podcast for this week. Uh, so next week, we'll most likely have Don LeGreco on. Crossing my fingers. Really hope that gets done. I will be in attendance for the Rangers game against the Flyers on Saturday. I am contemplating at this moment whether or not I should bring my Rangers hoodie I've heard from people that Philly fans are insane and then I might get beer thrown at me and you know what? I kind of don't care. I really don't. You know why? Because I can't really hear Philly fans from all the way at the bottom of the standings. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.